All right, we're live. Declan's here. He's hosting Truly Rotten Tomatoes. He's here with Hayden. He's here with Morgan. He's here with Mitch. And today on this pod, we have a special guest. Maybe you know her from her stand-up comedy. Maybe you've seen her on ABC's Utopia where she plays Courtney or on Tonightly with Tom Ballard. Uh, she wrote and directed and starred in The Angus Project for ABC's Fresh Blood, which you can watch on iView. Maybe you know her from her Twitter account. Maybe you just know her personally. Maybe you're friends with her. Maybe you went to high school with her. Maybe you work at the supermarket that she shops at. Everybody, it's Nina Oyama. Hello. Thank you for coming on Thanks the so podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm talking a little faster than normal because Nina only has around 50 minutes left on this SD card. So we're going to smash through this episode. We're talking about the movie Wagons East from 1994 starring John Candy and Richard Lewis. And honestly, 50 minutes is probably too much to talk about this movie. So Nina, I'm going to start with you. What's your relationship like with the now deceased Canadian actor John Candy? Um, I actually don't know anything about John <laughs> Candy other than he's funny and he's fat. I don't that's about that's about which neither he didn't deliver on the no. funny bit in this film, but uh, he definitely was a fat sweaty guy. So Have you seen him in anything else? Oh, I think I've seen planes, trains and automobiles like when I was a kid, but I don't remember. Plus I had Steve Martin in, who's like Right. I love. So. Yeah. Am I the worst guest to get on this particular movie? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't no, know no. shit what's about your, what's, what's your relationship with just candy? Yes. <laughs> candy. Oh, I love it. Cool. All love right. it. So that's right. it's my favorite actor. And I'm, sure, I'm sure you know someone called John. So you're in the right place. Together somehow. Yeah. That's right. Channel your energy for candy into, into your review for this film. Uh, how would you describe this? Like what kind of genre is this film? Um, it's like a it's like a comedy, but it doesn't have any comedy in it. But it's also not it doesn't have any drama in it. It's just like a st- I don't know. It's like a film with like barely any plot where nothing happens yeah. to like yeah. the wagon people. Yes. The wagon people. <laughs> the wagon wagon people. Yeah. It's it it was a it was a true slog, right? This is yeah. one of one of the yeah. biggest slogs we've had to sort of sit through. I'm happy to say that. I think this is going to be my lowest rated film that we've watched on the podcast so far. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I, I got I got no enjoyment out of this and every moment seemed to just get longer <laughs> and longer. The The only reason I was keen to watch it is because it was John Candy. Like, he died during the making of this film. Oh, and I you can tell. A, you oh, can yeah, fucking yeah. tell. And it's still like one hour and 50 minutes long or something. I was like, how did you, <laughs> yeah. how did you make a film this long? I don't know. Why yeah, why are they not cutting it down at that point and just like leaving with what they what they've got? Yeah, like you can dead set tell. And then nothing the th- so the f- plot of the film, do you guys explain the plot of the film? Absolutely. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. go deep. We go with deep. painstaking excruciating detail, <laughs> yes. Fantastic. So can we summarize the plot in a couple lines? I feel like this one is pretty easy to just nail yeah, down yeah. like people living in the west not doing too good. This is when the West is still sort of starting out and burgeoning, I guess. Yeah. They decide to move. It's like the 1800s. Yeah. It's Deadwood yeah, yeah. time. Oh, dude, also, yeah. E.B. Yeah. E. Farnham from Deadwood is in yes. this movie. And he plays a very E.B. Farnham type yeah. character who like knows everybody and recognizes them. That guy's voice is so distinct. Who, so you're going to have to you're gonna have to. Yeah, I have no who idea who fucking film. E. I'm going to take is. a guess. It's that guy that keeps recognizing people. Which seems yeah. like it should be a plot point, but then later there oh. are like zero consequences. Yeah. You know, I do think though the premise of the film is quite good. Like it's like 
they're colonizing the West. Like, you know, when Americans, they like colonized across the West and everyone kept moving West to like basically carve out their own bit of land. And basically these guys, they go to the West and they're like too much pussies to like, sorry, that's yeah. not a word. They're, they're too cowardly to deal with cow, like, you know, the nature of the West. Cause they, I like pussies better than cowardly. Can we go back to pussies? <laughs> okay. So they're too, they're too, too pussy. Too much pussies. Too much pussies. Too much pussies <laughs> to handle the wild West. And so they go, we're going to go back home. We're going to go back East. Yeah. And which I think is a great premise for the film. Like I think I would watch, uh, if you told me just I. that yeah. and then said, yeah. and John Candy is in it, I would go, fuck yeah. yeah. And then if you said John Candy died making this, this is his last film, it must be good. Like he went to Mexico for months and it killed him, <laughs> but it's not worth it. He should have stayed home. Maybe he'd still be alive. Mm. Yeah, I know. At the end of the film, it says in loving memory of John Candy. And I'm like, you should have just, the better memory of John Candy would to be never release this film. Yeah. I found that I found that title card at the end quite darkly funny. I was watching it with my girlfriend and I turned to her and I just said, like acting as yeah. if I didn't know yeah. he died and just saying, I didn't think he did a good enough performance to get the whole film dedicated <laughs> to his memory. <laughs> hey, just, just before we move on from E.B. Farnham, Morgan... I'm ready for this one. What, what, what do you reckon, <laughs> like, if, if you were standing outside a theatre and you overheard you, you you overheard sort of in the background <laughs> a little bit of, take the pressure down, na-na, and then, like, if you were walking past that and, and you said to a bystander, you were like, yeah. hey, who's that in there? He'd be like, oh, E.B. Farnham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E.B. E- 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 Farnham. E.B. Farnham. E.B. E- Farnham, that, yeah. That's John Farnham in there. Yes, that's what John Guys, Farnham again, we don't, we don't have much time on, on Nina's SD card, so if we could just I think not it's do got too legs, many of those. Declan. Yes. Oh, my God. Imagine if I just made – this is like a – it's not a – it's a real thing, obviously, but, like, imagine if I just made this up where I was like, oh, I don't want this to go over an hour. I better say I have, like, a low <laughs> gigabyte SD card. <laughs> I would respect that. Would, I'm going to use that excuse that. on all podcasts, like from here on. They're going to be like, "Oh yeah, it goes for now." I'm going to be like, oh, "I got 13 minutes on this SD card. You better wrap <laughs> yeah. it up." Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, Mark Marin, but we can only talk about my latest <laughs> projects. I'm going to start doing that in person, just for all my interactions with anyone. Just like, I'm sorry, my SD card is. is uh. All right, all right. So so we're in the town of Prosperity at the beginning of this movie, Population 67. They set it up early. It's classic Western. People come in like bandito-type cowboys and they shoot up this bar. And the bar, well, the guy who's like, he's like, this is the third time you've done this this month. And then they change the population from 67 to 63 because they shoot people up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then there's like, you know, the classic, they're in the saloon, there's a hooker fighting some John and he... She punches him and he falls into a poker table. And, and we get that like, okay, yeah, I, I, I get where this is. I've seen Deadwood. I've seen E.B. Farnham. We've all seen it. <laughs> I, I understand where we are. Just keep coming back to E.B. Farnham. <laughs> yeah. We, we get introduced to like three different characters, I guess, who, who are not of this world, who are just like, yeah, they can't handle it. One of them is John C. McGinley playing the most uh, overtly homosexual guy. Yes. Yeah. Is that Scrubs? Is that the Scrubs guy? Yeah. That guy just never ages and he's been in another film that we've reviewed as well, Highlander 2, but his face just <laughs> yeah. remains immaculate. I don't know what it is. His muscles don't move. It's all those bad films. <laughs> it's the elixir of life. He was also in Wild Hogs. And and he was playing a similar gay character in that, like a campy, like funny gay it was character. The same character. 
And in that, there's also a scene where he gets naked and joins like a like a public body of water and kind of like hugs up to some some men, which he does in this movie as well. So I found that interesting that so, someone would watch this movie and be like, let's get John C. McGinley to play that character again in with with Travolta and and all those guys. He's pretty funny though. Yeah, I I think I I don't know maybe maybe just being like born in '88 has me like at a point where gay jokes really for some reason just hit me in the right place. That everything about that character. <laughs> See, I, I was born in '91, yeah. and they hit me in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that, and I felt guilty laughing, but some things made me laugh. It's like um, the later you're born, it just gets. Worse. I agree. The premise is cool. Like. Of, of the movie, not of there being a gay character. That's that's not exactly <laughs> that's a, premise, a cool premise, and we don't need to delve too deep into it. Um, no, it, the 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 idea, but just, everything about the pacing of this movie was off, right? Like, so it took yeah. me a minute to like click in with the fact that they were setting this up. You had several characters in Prosperity all getting the shits with that town and they all congregate in the bar drinking whiskey and you're like, oh, I'm starting Mm. to get it. This guy's pissed off at the town for this reason. This guy's pissed off at the town for this reason, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually they all get up to the bar. They're drinking whiskey together and they say, why don't we go east? And, um, you know... One yeah. of the, one of them searching. I don't. What, what what are the main reasons they want to get the fuck out of the West? They want to go to a more cosmo- cosmopolitan area or something like this, right? One of them wants to go back home to like Philadelphia or something. It's 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 really dumb. You don't even really understand that these guys know each other. Um, when John C. McGinley gets introduced, he's 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 got like a bookstore because because that's I guess the gayest. Thing so a gay can do is what, sell books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. books are gay. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 this guy this guy comes in, and I thought, knowing that John Candy died in this movie, I thought that was John Candy, Me and I was too. like, wow, he's he's looking rough as his face is all old, his hair is all bad. I'm like, he is a couple of weeks from death. But then the real John Candy shows up like ten minutes later, and I was really confused. At least twice, I looked at this guy and thought he was John Candy. Um, and yeah, he just plays like this ruffian who wipes his ass with uh, the book as toilet paper. That guy, he kicks everyone's ass, right? Like he kicks, he like robs the bank and then he goes to the library and he's like, I'd like to borrow your best mm. book, please. And then, yeah, John C. McGinley's like giving him like the spiel on the Bronte sisters or whatever. And he's like, I've got to try it out first. Jane Austen. Yeah, Jane Austen. And then he's yeah. like, I've got to try it out first. And then he takes he takes the book, he rips out the front page of the book and takes it to the bathroom to wipe his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and so this guy's like a, like a trash bag, but but he comes on the trip with them. Like he Does has he? scenes later on where yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's yeah. there the is whole it, time. Is he the guy who admits to killing his best friend when he was 10 and then openly laughing? He's from that crew and it's never explained why they want to get out of the town. Like they go, because they take their, um, they as a, no, what? This crew of like gross dudes buys an, a, a mail order bride. Yeah. Uh. And the mail order bride wants to go back east, but they all have to go east. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. She has no part in this movie. She does nothing in this movie at all. It, it's also hard to tell who anyone is because there's like the main three guys that all have like different haircuts and then there's about a thousand other people that just have like messy hair, a hat and a big beard, yeah. a big red beard and they're all exactly yeah. the fucking same. Like also in hindsight, like it seems like the problem was not the town. It was the, that one guy that was fucking everyone's life up and then he comes on the trip with them. It's like, no, yeah. leave that guy behind. Yeah. 
somehow their trip east becomes really popular and like more and more wagons keep joining them. And for some reason, this is really bad for like the rich people back in Washington it's or something. It's not explained well at all. I think it's because yeah. they're trying to develop that part of the country and so they send out an assassin to try and stop this from happening. Like yeah, that's their plan. like a classic man in black bounty hunter cowboy bad guy who spends the movie following them and like tries to kill them or, or stop their trip, but just, I don't know, slapsticky falls in off a cliff or something at some point. He's got that kind of like roadrunner and what's the other person that's trying to Wiley kill him? Coyote. Wiley, Wiley Coyote. where he's like trying to tip rocks on people <laughs> and he yeah. never has any interaction with them. Like he has like, he has two failed attempts at blowing up the bridge and tipping rocks on them. And then, yeah. and he blows himself up and he tips the rocks that's on right. himself, obviously. <laughs> but then when he like confronts them, like he meets the, the wagons, the wagons that are going east. And then like the next scene is that he's tied 40 people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like there's no explanation. Yeah. It's like, if you could do that, like why are you trying to divert them with rocks and yeah. all that stuff? Like, oh, it's so wild. So this guy's called Mr. Slade and he gets sent there by like the rich aristocrat people that, yeah, want to make money from from the from the old West. Before we get there, can I can I try and just just cut in? Real quick. And describe his sunglasses. <laughs> Baller sunglasses. I want some. Baller sunglasses. Did we mention that John Candy is introduced? Like they're all, they're in the bar. They're pissed off. They're upset that they, they want to leave. And they're like, the only way we can leave this town is with a wagon master. A term I, or a yeah. phrase I was not familiar with until a couple of nights ago. Um, and John Candy walks in and God gives them a sign that he will be the guy that helps them run their wagons from one side of the oh, country wait, wait, to back, the other. Backtrack here. <laughs> Are you saying you met a wagon master a couple of nights ago? That's what I'm saying. I was out at, I was out at my local and I ran into a wagon master. <laughs> um, I was going to say that gag though where they're like there's different levels of sign. Like they're like yes. we, need, we need a sign and then like it starts raining and they're like yep. it never yeah. rains in the west. It's a sign. And then it's like just there's all these different things happen and, and they're stuff, like that's yeah. not a sign. Yeah, and then like literally lightning strikes the pub and like the pub roof falls in and then John Candy just like falls in with it yes. or something. It's just like a And weird... also a wet what are they called? A weather vane that like you know the thing that points in a direction um oh, when yeah. the wind blows, it falls yeah. through the roof and kills the st- <laughs> stabs the, the bartender. bartender through the heart, kills him mm. and points Impales east. him. Yeah. Which which yeah. That, that was a bit of a gag. And the bartender ha- some he gags. had he had been a dick to them at that point. He he just kept saying they were pansies and stuff. And and he had this running joke where they only sell whiskey in these saloons, so people would order a different drink and then he'd just stare at them and they'd be like, "Fine, I'll get the whiskey." Yep. So yeah. Bar, bar bartender dies. They do this maybe two or three times in this movie where someone has like a terrifically gruesome death like like would be really violent but they don't show it it's like off screen or or it knocks them out of the screen and there's literally a dude that gets um what's it called when you're like lying on your back and four horses are tied to each uh drawn and quartered i was gonna say that's called the four horse tumble (laughs) (laughs) and that guy was one of the poachers from george of the jungle there was a lot of character actors in this movie. I really appreciated yeah. this one. I recognize one of the side characters as the jock from Scary Movie 1. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that the same guy? He plays like the dumb friend in Night at the Roxbury. 
Which in the cast are very dumb characters. Like he's yes, yes, that is him with the shiny shirt. Yeah, I think the actor's name you're looking for is E. B. Barnsey. Hmm. <laughs> Keep the pressure down, Hayden. <laughs> so we should say the three main characters are John C. McGinley as gay librarian, Richard Lewis, uh, best known as Richard Lewis in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't think he looked well in the eyes. I looked into that man's yeah. eyes and I just felt... He's never looked well in the eyes. What's that That meme where they replace... Um, With Steve Buscemi other eyes? People? Yeah, they look like Buscemi eyes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and then there's there's another guy in the in the top three that has like almost no personality except oh, he's like, some, sometimes the negative guy. Yeah, like dollar or, store or Kevin Spacey. Guy. That's what he looks like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of the sole star to your Seth Bullock from Deadwood. Yeah. A reference that They're everybody They're not going to get the reference. We- <laughs> uh, I, never, I never had any sort of um, fondness for John Candy growing up either, but that second scene where he's in the kitchen and he's comparing geography of America to the pots and pans in front of him and he's very drunk. <laughs> I don't know. I th- I thought that was pretty funny. Well, that was an actual scene. Morgan, you you and I growing up never had the John Candy experiences. Never had one the of John Candy experience. We missed out on right, like the your Terminators and the job John Candies and the. But well, it sounds like Nina as well. You you weren't you haven't seen much John Candy either, but certainly in one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> he, 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 he he I I understood. Like why he's fantastic. Like I get yeah. it. He has one of the the greatest lines of the movies in that scene as well, which is um, somebody's like he because he is drunk. He's super drunk and he's trying to explain stuff and not doing a good job. And that the dollar store Kevin Spacey's like, hey, why are we gonna listen to this guy? He's a drunken lunatic. And then he goes back to um, what's his name, John Candy, and he's like, with all due respect, sir. Mm-hmm. And then drunken Kev, um, drunken. John Candy's kind of like respect taken. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and I was like, "That's all right. This this movie can stay." So John Candy becomes their wagon master, but he's not that good. He falls asleep. He takes a fork in the road and takes the wrong one. And at one point, late like towards the end, they find out that he used to be part of the famed Donna Party where everybody like froze to death and he was responsible and he may have eaten some of their bodies. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't eat steak That's because he's a vegetarian and so they're like, oh, he's a vegetarian because he had to. I don't eat meat when I'm drinking. So like an an attempt at a joke there is, um, yeah, so so he's uh, John Candy's leading these wagons through the west towards the east and he's sitting there at a fork on the road at the front of these wagons and and, um, he's been sitting there for quite a while. And one of the guys in his wagon says, uh, no, no, no. So, so, so he's like, when, when, when are we going to figure out whether to go right or left? Eventually they find out he's fallen asleep, as you said, Declan. And um, he makes a decision to go left. And these are the kind of beautiful jokes that are in the movie. One of the guys in the wagons utters under his breath, let's hope there aren't any more folk, uh, forks in the road. And then it cuts to uh, John Candy who says, I sure hope there aren't any more forks in the road. <laughs> yeah, and I really I, I missed the the following half hour of the movie because I was just laughing at that joke. <laughs> All right, so the, uh, in terms of character personalities, Richard Lewis, they again late on they introduced that he used to be a surgeon, That's right. but I guess he's like not confident to do it anymore. And even his kids are razzing him for being a quitter and a loser and stuff. Uh, but at this point, more wagons are being uh, joining the the trek east. Um, there's 
the the bad guy, Mr. Slade, who's the man in black um, kind of bounty hunter assassin guy who's trying to basically stop them from going on this trip. He sneaks in one night when they're all asleep and he 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 shoots this dude in the head, right? He puts like like a like a cloth around this gun, who's the guy who's like the lookout, and mm. he comes from behind oh, yeah. and he shoots him in the head. And then the guy stands up and he's like, Hey, what are you doing, mister? And then they have a small conversation and then and uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but after about 30 seconds of dialogue, blood starts to like pull drool down from the top of his head and he falls That's dead. Right. Like is he got shot, but he survived yeah. and then died like delayed, right? Yeah. So I when I yeah. watched that, I thought he got shot in the head at the start. And then when they started talking, like, oh no, he just was waking him up to try and get a yeah. get his attention and then get a job with them or something. Yeah, because the sound effect was like a ricochet. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like he was muffling the sound to make it sound like it came mm, from really yeah. far away. So that lookout guy would like be like, oh my God. And then he could do something to him and hurt but it him. It ended but... up being quite a clever little bit of, of comedy there. Which they reused later when that other guy got shot yeah, in the stomach yeah. and then stayed alive for fucking ages. <laughs> so funny. So yeah. funny. Same gag. Now, are we saying that it did actually ricochet off something and then later <laughs> no, came back and hit no. him? Or I think that's just okay, men- okay. mentally when you're watching it, you're going through the possibilities of what's happening. <laughs> Maybe it went through... Maybe it's like some JFK magic bullet shit where it went through his head, ricocheted off the pole, came back. Like, oh, it's funnier if like the dude stands up with the bullet hole clearly noticeable in the middle of his head and then has the conversation and then dies 30 seconds later, right? Yeah. Anyway. But we didn't see the bullet hole, did we? We didn't until 30 yeah. seconds after the conversation. I think the I think the Yeah, okay. Look, if you can get me a time machine, I'll go back and tell them. <laughs> so the bad guy's plan here, by the way, was not to just kill one guy or massacre them all. He kills the lookout. He pokes a hole in like their water uh, tank supply barrel or whatever, and then he leaves them. They run out of water, and then the next day, I guess he's hoping that because they're, they're, they're all thirsty and dehydrated that they'll turn around and go home. Yeah, let's not forget that this guy could have just killed all of them Right there, they're yeah, all yeah. asleep. Mission accomplished. This man who has the strength to tie up 40 people <laughs> by himself with no issues whatsoever. And he just he just puts little holes in their tanks and then it's like, bae. I'm gonna I've gotta go pour rocks on these guys later. If all he wanted to do was poke a hole in their water, he didn't need to shoot that guy in the head. The guy was like not paying attention anyway. He could have just walked up and poked the hole and left. Um, but but the point of this is that they run out of water and then they're like, John Candy, you're the wagon master. Like, where's a creek? And he's like, oh, I know where it is. It's behind these these twin sister rocks or something. And they go there and it's a dry creek bed. It's just sand. And he's like, man, I haven't been here for 20 years. And at this point, they've lost a lot of faith in him. They actually like want to like hang him up and kill him at this point. Like they're super angry that he's led them astray. But then... He, they push him to the edge of this cliff and he falls in and he lands in some water. So they were right next to some water. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that too in this movie. It's pushing people off a cliff. Yes. And then yeah. you never see them fall, never see anything bad happen to them. And then you just see the reaction of the crowd and then cut to John Candy swimming in the water. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. There's also a ton of Dutch tilts in this movie. I noticed that like they kept doing these angled close-ups of people. And a lot of whip pans as well. Mm. Like it, no, it, you're speaking a different language. The only Dutch tilt I'm familiar with is... Uh, go on. <laughs> hey, go on. Oh, I don't, I don't. You'll have to explain that one. I don't get it. Cheers. He just made a joint symbol with his hand. Oh, yeah, for the or listeners. Or a microphone. Oh, yeah. I can't tell, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah. Good. 
He was. I think he was, he was doing the micro mouth, penis so. symbol. Uh, Morgan, what were you going to say about Dutch tilts? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Did I was just going to ask. On that or no? <laughs> I didn't have anything quite as good as what you did for the listeners, but um, is Declan is a Dutch tilt the thing that they use tons in? You know when Guns and Roses when they had Use Your Illusion, they did all those epic videos for like November Rain and Estranged and shit, and it was all like diagonal things going up at their faces. Is that the sort of thing? Is that what it is like? Yeah, kind of. The Dutch tilt doesn't have to be a movement, though. It can just be like on a tripod, but it's just like instead of a close-up like this, your camera's mm. kind of like that. I, I just call that a tilt. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Are you familiar with that? Let's 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 not fight let's over this. Hey, let's not fight. This. Okay? I was hoping to segue over to Guns N' Roses for like another 20 minutes, but didn't take. I mean, I got to say, what do we have? 25 I more minutes? I feel like we've given the, um, the bad guy in this movie enough explanation or time. Mm. The, the, the issue... He's the Ed Harris the character is, in, right, in that HBO show, The Westworld. issue is that they want to build a railway linking the East and the West. And the only way that the government will give them money to do so is if they can prove that there's a big population in the West, right? And so the fact that these dudes are all trying to go east from west and get the fuck out of the west uh devalidates their claim that the west is prosperous and needs a railway and for some reason and i can never figure it out i, I re-watched scenes before this podcast to try and figure <laughs> out why this one guy really wants that railroad to be built and that's why he sends this hitman out to kill everyone uh, in the wagon crew well, in the in the middle yeah. of the movie, that guy is playing with a, a model railway set. And so I think you can yeah. boil his character down to this man loved trains. <laughs> he likes trains. Yeah. Oh, that was that guy. That was that guy. That was the same guy. <laughs> oh, fuck. I just thought that was an irrelevant scene of some like weird dude that like loved trains for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't put that together either, Hayden. I, yeah. I saw those scenes, but they're they so, didn't make they're any quick. sense. Because in one scene he's like wearing a suit and then in the other scene he's dressed like a child yeah. in a train yeah. driver costume. Yeah. And you're like, okay. I know several elderly gentlemen who love trains <laughs> and I can spot them and this guy is one of those guys and he wants to make... Is one of those gentlemen you know your uh, dad? Yeah, and also my girlfriend's dad and... <laughs> Several other dads that I know that just love trains. <laughs> Something to do with boarding school. He does have a he has Can a we... good line where um he's he's there's a scene where he's having dialogue back and forth with like I don't know his assistant. Let's let's say because it never is established who these people are or what they're doing. And he's opened up a safe and he's loading all his pockets with money. And they have this entire conversation that lasts about a minute. And then the conversation is ended after loading all his pockets up with money that. Um, he says he's going down to Washington to do some lobbying. That was kind of funny. Yeah. And then he said, how yeah. do I look? And the guy responds, fat, sir. Oh, no, no, rich, rich is what I mean. <laughs> fat with money. <laughs> and that, again, I... I, I you know, lots tick. of gags. There's a lot of attempts. <laughs> there, there is an insane amount of attempts. Yes. A lot of slapstick. Oh, yeah. A lot of people getting hit in the nuts. A lot and of great nuts. Water. Can we talk about my favorite scene, which was this campfire scene where all the wagons had like pulled up camp for the night and uh, uh, they started telling stories because they're all getting to oh, know yeah. each other, all the, all, the, all the different guys. Isn't it because that guy recognized uh, John Candy from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then he realizes, yeah. he's like, oh, John Candy's done something bad, but he can't remember what it is that 
is bad. And so Richard Lewis's character goes, hey, guys, let's all tell our most embarrassing (laughs) stories Uh, to each other. I didn't put that together. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's trying to get it out of John Candy. Because they keep asking him. They're like... Yeah, they're like, Harlow, have you ever done anything bad? And he's like, no, nah, yeah. no, nah, you go. <laughs> he's kind of standing in the back in these wide shots and I couldn't tell if they had to shoot this whole scene without him or not because it keeps so. cutting to these close-ups where it's just him and I'm like, yeah, is that just footage they had from a different night that they've tried to squeeze together here? But it is quite funny. If only they'd used a Russian tilt. <laughs> yeah. I will kill you, Hayden. No, um, John Candy needs a wide shot and you've got to squeeze him in. And can we cut that out? Can we cut that <laughs> okay. out? There's no time. So we get we get a bunch of these like uh, just ne'er-do-well Western crazy people one by one like telling their worst story. And, yeah, Morgan, I think one of them tells a story about, like, killing their best friend or something. When they were 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. guy gets up multiple times. The first time that we see him, he gets <laughs> up and he basically talks about raping a woman. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was fucked up. And I was like, what? Oh, this is no. funny. And then, yeah, and then and then they're trying to get John Candy up and that guy's like, oh, I'll go again. And then tells a story <laughs> yeah. about killing his best friend. And then later he, like, kills his brother. or He, like, yeah, shoots yeah. his own brother. Another friend of his. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, well, we're not surprised. Yeah, the story he tells is like, I think he's like, there's an old woman that used to live near me and she was asleep and she'd like taken her teeth out. And so I walked up next to her, pulled my pants down and he's like, it's about to describe. And he said, it's a free country, isn't it? I think is yeah. the term. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was his justification. Oh he's God. like, well, you know, it's a free country. So I unzip my pants and yeah. Like, man, can anyone listening to the podcast, I recommend don't ever put your penis in a sleeping woman or man's mouth with, without them knowing. It's a knowing solid recommendation. It's just not cool. I, yeah, I feel like, do you have to tell our audience? Yeah, we've got some freaks. What do you think of our audience that you think you need to give them instructions not to rape people? This, this podcast gets piped in at the local prison. But th- this oh, episode geez. where we're explaining <laughs> the mechanics behind some of these jokes, you can see how they would work. This one just didn't though. You know, like he's, He's presenting this thing like everybody reveal your secrets and this one guy just keeps getting up and revealing disgusting secrets. Like it's a good bit in theory, but just somehow yeah. why, why does nothing land? The pacing across every – I agree. Mm. If you, if you, oh, man. Some of the jokes are funny, but the pacing fucks everything up in my opinion. Um, what, what really hurt me was <laughs> they're, yeah. go, you know, they're in this slow fucking like crossing, crossing from one side of America to the other side – and they keep trying on these modern day jokes in a in a you know because it's a period piece trying on these modern jokes in an old oldie day time. So you've got like mm. the kids are messing up in the back of the wagon, and um, Richard Lewis says, um, "I'll have I'll have your mother turn this wagon around right now." And you also have him saying, "Keep mm. both your hands mm. on the reins," and you have the kids asking, "Are we there yet?" Yeah. And the postman, like like the guy delivers a message to this hitman and he asks for a signature to prove that he'd like, and it's just not good. Like all of it is like, ah. Oh. Oh, I like those bits. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Instead of the signature, he like spits on the, he spits That's on the paper and puts That's his cigarette funny. out. And the guy's like, interesting signature you got there. Yeah. And then he's like, can you point me in the right direction? And, and he just, and he shoots, just shoots him. <laughs> he says like it's dead straight yeah, that dead way ahead. or something, which is another off-screen death. I will tell <laughs> very you brutal. one very good joke 
is um, <laughs> as the moving to the the wagons east movement like gains momentum and more people seem to allegedly be joining them in moving from the west to the east. Um, you get this short montage of them moving across the country with newspapers spinning towards the screen saying like wagons east movement yeah. gains traction wagons etc cetera, etc cetera. and like I think. It's the rule of three, Mitch. I think oh, the yeah. third one. Yeah, the third one. The third one. What does it say? Grant denies inhaling. <laughs> yeah, a Bill Clinton yeah, joke. I liked that. Yeah, that's the only time I, I turn to my girlfriend and I go, and I go, oh, because it's um, uh, it's Bill Clinton times, and she just went, no, it was George H. W. Bush, and I'm like, what? Oh no, I said, I said, it, I said, it's, I'll get it. It's like Grant because he was the president at the time, and she was like, no, it was George Bush or something. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It was, it's a Clinton reference, <laughs> and it's set in the 1800s. Oh. It's a good joke. Uh, see, that's that's a little too highbrow for me. My favorite joke was when the little boy had to piss in the yeah, bottle. Yeah, now you're speaking on my language. Was going to pour it out the side of the, you guys know what I'm talking about. And then the guy gets the bottle and he drinks the kid's <laughs> pee, and then he's like, oh. Not bad, and and then he drinks more. Couldn't pain. believe it when, when he back when when he I went back for the second <laughs> drink. That <laughs> fucked me up. You know what I thought was weird though, because how there's that bit before that scene where the daughter needs to pee, and so they have mm. to stop the whole wagon train, and um, they get out, and then he just like is looking at her like as she's about to pee, and she's like, "Dad, turn around." And I was like, "Richard Lewis, you fucking creep! Like, don't watch your little kid." But then also the camera did this weird thing where it like stayed on her. Like it was a wide shot and it was like a slow pan. And I was like, yeah. this movie is so, oh, it's so bizarre. Yeah, I think, I think oh. what you, the, the term you're looking for there is Argentinian tilt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so John Candy screws up again and, and he takes all of the people in the, in the wagons to like an Indian war camp area. And they wake up surrounded by like hundreds of teepees and, and all these Indians. And so, um, they 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 get into a conversation with the chief and like one of the guys wants to kill them this is also where they've tied the guy up to be drawn and quartered and and he's 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 connected to four horses i always thought drawn and quartered was being summoned and then put into a cell that's that's what i thought drawn and quartered was oh you so you learn no, something it's when you draw a picture of someone and then cut out the bottom square give them yeah. just a cor- a corner of it yeah um, so the, it ends up that the chief it doesn't want to kill them all because they say they're heading east. And he's like, oh, I actually love that. Cool, yeah, go for it. Get out of here. I, I, I love people leaving and going to the east. But then someone accidentally shoots a gun and so the horses still run away in fear and tear this guy apart. I think this that moment is like a perfect distillation of like what this film is. Is It, it looks like it's going to get bad but that it's not bad at all and nothing bad ever happens. Like they just get to these points where you're like, oh no, like something really horrible is going to happen. Just kidding. It's fine. And it's not even like no one dies. No one gets hurt. There's no stakes. It's just the same thing. There are no stakes though. That's There is zero stakes. (laughs) Who cares if they don't go eat? Like there's nothing. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no narrative drive to it at all. You're oh, like, yeah. they, they could be there in, in five minutes if you want the movie to be that or they can get into all this trouble halfway but it's like not even interesting. Also, every We don't care if any of the characters make it. Also, every time they stop, like there's a town nearby. Like when they cross that river, there's a bridge yeah. and a town. When they do a camp, there's like a bridge and a town. And you're like, if there are so many fucking towns 
along the west. Like, why do they need a – who yeah. cares if they run out of water? Like, yeah. it's not a desert. That's it's fair. like several towns are there. <laughs> so then we get – we get um, yeah, they leave the Indians and then Slade, the bad guy who's been chasing them, he finally comes up to them. They, they don't even know that he's been chasing them. But he uh, – yeah, it just cuts to him having tied up like 50 different people and – um, the female character is tied up to John Candy. You don't see his face. Slade is kind of walking around, eyeing everybody off. And does he have a gun or something? He basically smashes John Candy's character in the head with something and knocks him out. But it's only because John Candy clearly was not there for this scene. Like the, he, there's no reason that he should be knocked out, but they're just like, yeah. hey, we'll, we'll put a body double, we'll lie him down and we'll just continue the scene as scripted without him. Yeah, and they also make the gay character the hero. So that's the oh, other yeah. thing about this scene is that they're all fucking tied up and you're like, oh, great, everyone's tied up. Now there's going to be some, like, awesome escape where someone's, like, using their teeth mm. to, like, gnaw away a rope <laughs> and there's going to be, like, a high, intense thing. And then all that happens is the gay character played by... John C. McKinley. John C. McKinley. Yeah, he just comes yeah. out and he's yeah, like... Yeah, E.B. E. E. B. McKinley. Mr. Yeah, Cameron. and he has these, like, sick gloves on and he's, like, really gay and he's, like, flirting with the captor guy. Like, it's just so weird. And then it. he just shoots him and everything <laughs> is fine. Like, he, he, he shoots he shoots a heart around his heart. Yeah, and then he says, Happy Valentine's Day oh, because he's God. always preoccupied with love as a gay man. Did he yeah, really? He's, because yeah. he's trying to fuck yeah. every yeah. character. Oh, like, classic, classic God, gay behaviour. So that makes sense like, now. I feel like somebody picked that up in the uh, script and that's why they had to make him the hero of that scene. Yeah, like right, someone yeah. was like, look, you can make him gay as <laughs> long as you okay. make him able to shoot good as well. Yeah. Because that's yeah. less gay. <laughs> I did like like when they when they leave the prosperity, when they first take off, there's like a smash cut to the um the cappuccino machine in the back of his Wagon, and it's oh, like yeah. gay in, people in have wagon. cappuccino machines. Yeah, because earlier yeah. on he'd said, I bet that cappuccino machine would be very easy to mm. move or something, right? Like, easy to travel with. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Another, another good one was they the, the reason that they weren't picked up when they migrated through the Indian camp is because he happened to have moccasins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of gay jokes, and I, I think like half of them kind of you know. I'm not going to say that none tickled me. I did like the moccasin joke. My, my wife was sitting next to me uh, as I was watching and only laughing at those parts going like, when you record the podcast, <laughs> be careful, all right? Just don't don't say anything upsetting. <laughs> but I found it funny. I don't know what to tell you. He, he Somehow John C. McGinley's like the fastest gun in right. the West. Like he's dressed up like a gunslinger. He takes on the bad guy. I never understand these duels. I, I thought the idea was you go... You go face to face and then you take 10 paces and then you turn around and shoot. They kind of start like they're going to do a duel and then John C. McGinley just pulls out his gun and shoots like 20 bullets really quickly in the love heart shape, as we mentioned, and kills the bad guy. And then like the movie kind of should be over at this point, but it just keeps going because there's a there's a worse bad guy. We, ha- we have heard that... Um, the guy who loves trains. Yeah, the rich bad guys have a backup plan, which I think is just sending more bad guys... And they send some cops on horses or the cavalry as they call them and the cops come up and basically say like your assembly here has been deemed a federal insurrection and you have 24 hours to to decide to stop or will massacre you basically. Oh, yeah, they say like yeah, you yeah. know and he points at an Indian guy and he's like you that know was what I'm really about. <laughs> fuck that's such a red hot joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like there is a joke that the like native indian guy says 
Native American guy says at the end where he's like, he's like, see you later, like have a great life to all the white guys going east. And then he goes, but if I see you on my fucking land again, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and for some yeah. reason I just like screamed. I thought that was so funny. That was pretty good. I was like, yeah, man. And then he winks and you're like, you don't know whether he's like serious. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a small side plot where uh, a character shows up all shot. I think he's been shot by the guy who might have put his dick in the sleeping person's mouth. Mm. And, um, and, and Phil, Richard Lewis, has to set, step up to the plate and perform some surgery to like prove his worth to his wife and kids. And he does it and he comes out and he's like, honey, I did it. There was blood but I was confident and I was calm. And the guy's dead, but I did it. Oh, yeah, that's like no character development whatsoever because yeah. the embarrassing story was like I can never be a surgeon again because I did this guy's – I picked up my scalpel and did a surgery and it killed him. <laughs> and then yeah. he like just does the same thing again, but he feels fine. Like there's – Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and so we set up for a big showdown, right? We've got the cavalry coming back and uh, – They've they when they found out that John Candy was responsible for the the Donna party and all those people froze, he didn't deny it. He didn't kind of say anything. Like they accuse him of doing it, and then he just walks off and like leaves the party. But yeah, like t- t- ten minutes later, he shows back up just in the nick of time to fight the cavalry, and he goes head to head with like the head cop, and they literally do like a Peter Griffin chicken fight for five yeah. to ten mm. minutes. I think that was pretty funny. But I think the premise is funny. I don't think that when you watch it, it's funny. Because you know that it's not John Candy, right? Oh, yeah, because the editing is totally fucked in that right. scenario. They have, they have like, the John Candy scene and then they pan up to the sky and the sky doesn't change at all. But there's, like, a weird edit That's where right. it shakes, yeah. the camera shakes and then yeah. it pans back down and then it's just, like, the back of John Candy's head just punching that guy for ages. Yeah. Mm. And then everyone goes back to their normal life while they have a fight and they're all like, oh, I'm just going yeah. start playing tennis. It, like, the fight goes on so show. long that it's boring that they just start playing badminton. A woman gives birth and all these like kind of funny gags are happening while the town's going back to normal and these guys are still like just exhaustedly punching each other in the Morgan, background. What, what would John Handy sound like? You're going to you're gonna have to make it. Knock it out of the park. Come on. What about... No, no. What about? Do you say John Ham? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'll from have Mad that. Men. That sounds good too. What, what, what would it, what would he sound like? <laughs> what would it, what would it be like? If we, That's if we, just if John Ham. Hey, no he's John getting Candy. there. Right? If we give him a second. What if what if we travel to the east, from the west? <laughs> it's America, made for you, made for you today. Okay, but what what now, was the original now, now, what was the original <laughs> thing you were trying to do? <laughs> it was John Handy. Ah. Um, what about John Shandy? Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You like, these aren't like you can't do an impression. Are these voices? Yeah, that's, that's a yeah, guys. We we're on a time limit, guys. Fuck. Oh yeah, it's at six minutes. All right, we got six minutes. I mean, it's at thirty seconds. Bye. No kidding. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's at six minutes. All right, well, I can tell you my notes end here. I, I wrote, they play badminton, give birth and other things while they fight in the background. And then I just wrote, how does this thing end? Can anyone tell me? Oh, yes, yes, I can. Um, the railway man who really wants his rail railroad is like giving a presentation to, to a bunch of people, God knows why. And he's like, this railroad's going to be great. But then all of a sudden over to the West, you see all, all of these uh, wagons coming east and and everyone watching the presentation uh, is like what what's the deal with those wagons why are they coming from the west um 
that's about as much as I can remember happening, honestly. Yeah. It causes a controversy. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I think it's weird because, like, that comes after the climax mm. of, well, what is supposed to be the climax. Like, it's mm. anticlimactic as fuck because yeah. there's that, like, cavalry, the police or whatever. The police are like, you have 24 hours to decide yeah. whether you're going to come back west or not because now it's illegal to go east. <laughs> and they're, for some reason, for, like, literally no reason. And then they come and they're yeah. like, you have 24 hours to decide. And then at some point there's, like, a reveal that the head of the cavalry um, was on the Donna expedition with the wagon master and that he actually framed the wagon master. Uh, thank you and for explaining that to me. He could go hunting. And so the wagon master, John Candy, is like, hates this guy. Um, and then when they get, basically, it looks like they, what, circle your wagons? There's that gag where he's like, they're like, man, circle your wagons. And then the Indian is like, um, why don't you square your wagons? That way the cavalry has to make a bigger circle around you, which like totally doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah. Whatsoever. Like they still can circle around you like. <laughs> You fucking idiot. But anyway. I like I do like the Indian say the Indian saying, Square your wagons, whiteies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, there are only white people in this film apart from like mm-hmm. the two main American Indian characters, which right. I'm guessing are just like yeah. brown dudes, you know, with no Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, we got like a couple of minutes. So Nina, give us your rating, give us your overall thoughts on this on this film. What did you think? Um yeah, uh, how many out of – I'll give it zero tomatoes out of <laughs> – Whoa. One I don't think we've ever had zero. zero. What's the rating system? What? I give it, I give how it, dare you? I give it one and a half John Candies out of um, <laughs> 11 John Candies. That's sick. All right, we can we can use that. I can work with that. I can do the math. <laughs> Did you like? I want to apologize first for like making you watch this, but then I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Is, is there anything you've got coming up in the pipeline that you'd like to tell the good folks about? Oh yes, um, I'm on a TV show called Kinney Tonight. It's coming out next Monday, I think, or whatever, the 25th of May. I don't know when that is in relation to when this podcast drops. Um, and I also have a short film called Diving In, which is going to air on the Sydney Film Festival website as part of their selection of films to show people. I don't know when that is, but um, I don't know. Awesome. Yes. Cool. And, w- and where can the people follow you? You're on Twitter. Yeah, I'm You're at on... Ninoyama on Twitter and then on Instagram and TikTok. That's right. I'm on TikTok. Oh. Um, I'm Nina.Oyama. And my most popular TikTok right now, the one that like, all of my TikToks, everyone's like really mean to me. Like they're all like, do your makeup properly. Or like, you're too old to be on here, which I guess they're right. <laughs> um, but they're, yeah. I was going to say both those things to you, but I thought it was bad. We should have opened the podcast with it, honestly. all of you, you little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's done their research. I'm 26-year-old cunts. Um, oh, wow. but, uh, sorry, sorry. Can I not use that? Anyway, but I've got this video on TikTok. It's got like 150,000 views and it's a story about me telling – um, people about the time that I was like groomed by birthday party clowns when I was twelve. Oh, <laughs> that's like got the highest play. And it's I'm not, curious. It's like really fucked. Anyways, please like and subscribe. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. I got um, promoted that uh, Kenny Tonight Show on Facebook on my phone today. I thought you were going to say you got promoted to birthday clown at work. <laughs> well, that too. I feel like we have thirty seconds of Nina's SD card left, so. Maybe we should we should all thank. Hey Morgan, uh, uh, what 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 would an STD card sound like? <laughs> um, what 
What would an SD card sound like filling to the top? <laughs> Are these like rhetorical questions? <laughs> I, I'd like to know, please. <laughs> the punchline is in the setup. Like, what are you meant to do? With- I want your impression of an STD card, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> very good. No, but for, for serious, follow Nina. She she does cool uh, Instagram things about uh, coronavirus oh, I and updates. It in and, ages. And I think don't don't follow that. That's too much <laughs> changing information. I'm just kind of like gonna lay low until there's solid All stuff. All right, now. don't follow her on Instagram. Then she's got enough followers. She's had enough. <laughs> I'll give a plug to Utopia, which is. Just one of the greatest shows out. It's um, it's so good. Yeah, really, really good. It, I, I, I probably am behind. Is there a new season anywhere in the future? Uh, the or? fourth season just came out and I don't know if there's going to be a fifth season. I think Working okay. Dog only do up to three or four seasons, so right. I wouldn't bet on it. But also if they decide to do it, I would love to be a part of it. <laughs> Can you convince them to bring Frontline back? Just like a... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think you don't need to, man. You don't need no, to make it a good thing. You're right. You're right. It's so it's such a perfect show. All right, how much time you got on the clock? Oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nina. All right, Nina has left us. Um, unfortunately, that means yeah, her her fake story about the SD card filling up. Uh, we we bought it. I can do a great Nina impression though. Hi guys, it's me, Nina. This is uh, that's I think insulting. This is the greatest podcast ever. What do you think? <laughs> but now it's our turn to give the ratings. And Hayden Quinn, I would like to start with you because I think you've got something to say. <laughs> What's up, my Hadapinos? <laughs> it's your boy Hayden, and I'd like to take a minute just sitting right there and tell you how about the uh, came the prince of given yeah. ratings. Um, you know what? This movie, it was a little bit spicy, it was a little bit funny, a little bit of drama, a little bit of drama, a little bit of drama, a little bit of drama. This is the, um, <laughs> the first time we've all been alone together in a while. I know, it feels good, it feels good. Um, I, I just got one word for my Hayderitites. Uh, hang on, no, wait. Hey <laughs> uh, Doritos, hey Doritos, like, like a Dorito, but for Hayden. Um, I'll give it a two. Okay. Movie blows. <laughs> it, it fucking sucked. Yeah. It was, I, I had and to watch it across two nights. It was really boring. Again, like, I think what's good about this podcast is you can really pick apart, especially in comedy movies, you can pick apart good beats and good jokes and stuff. But, um, it's, they, they, they would, you wouldn't get anything out of them unless you were able to sit down with some pals and like flesh them out. Yeah. But, like if you're just watching the film, they they don't hit. They're not funny. Um, the timing's off, and yeah, this this movie I found it a super drag. Yeah, it was yeah. Just, just a drag to get through. And I should mention that if you listen to the podcast and you think like, oh, they named like ten funny things, that doesn't sound mm. so bad. We're we're taking the context out and we're naming the highlights of literally a hundred and I don't know. 10 or 5 minute movie or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. But also like I expertly pointed out before, we're explaining the mechanics of the joke which work mm. like the fundamental mm. aspects, but they just don't pull them off yeah. at all. We're we're trying to pull them off for them. We're giving them more credit than they That's deserve. They are killing it. That's right. Yeah. And with that, I'd like to know what Mitch Gosling thought of Wagon's East. <laughs> I had a wagon of a time. A wagon of a time. <laughs> Ah, oh, really got the ball rolling on that one. Um, you know, 
There was aspects. There was aspects that I don't know. Kind of tickled me. Like the guy. I don't know if we mentioned that the guy who I think is the same guy who k- killed his best friend when he was a kid was also in a relationship with his cow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind yeah, of funny. He was fucking a cow at the start. He was fucking a cow in the middle. It had the same feeling of like Chris Farley's bus yeah. driver yeah. character at the end of Billy Madison and the Penguin. Yep. Yeah, you, you're coming back for it. Um, and then, you know, they do the bait and switch where, where they, they find out that John Candy is this cannibal and then he goes and gets them a bunch of meat and everyone's eating it. Then it turns out to be the cow and, and he's real sad. Yeah, anyway, I'm giving this movie a two. Uh, <laughs> um, horribly. You know what? I'm going to give it a three, and I'm going oh, to do Mitch, that. What are you doing? make his mind up. What are you doing? Well, He's destroying the integrity I'm, of our podcast. That's a big jump. It, there's, there's, there's decimal points in between. No, 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 no. Flip-flopping undermines our entire I know, philosophy. But there is reason because, okay, it's not enough to merit like a full jump of like to a four, but John McGinley was likable and funny enough as an actor, but it's just the yeah, jokes he, were bad. He, he was a bit of a redeeming factor in the film. He, he was pretty good in it. Are you guys noticing that, like, I, I, I've seen Scrubs a few times. I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. But the, his mannerisms in this, in Wild Hogs and in Highlander yeah. 2, like, he uses a lot of the yeah. same, like, 100%. jaw clenches, yeah. uh, line deliveries. I thought it was really Scrub-specific, but that's just him. Yeah, no, that's yeah, just the guy. He's like a character actor that does the exact same character every time. Yeah. 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 He's he's either flamboyant or he's a real hard-ass, but everything he says is still in the same kind of way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He can't seem to tone it down on any level. He's just 100% in, like, from his eyeballs to his damn hair. He's just a crazy guy. Mitch gave this a three. That's the same score he gave folks and it's higher than Police Academy 4 and Look Who's Talking Now and Return to the Blue Lagoon. That's all wrong. I stand or by that. May, maybe I, Blue no, Lagoon. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I stand by all of that Whoa. 100%. Okay, well, can you stand by this train that is oncoming right in front of me and, get, yeah, and yeah, please yeah. get hit by it because everything you've said disgusts me? Absolutely. 100%. Morgan, please... Save my life. What do you give this tomato? <laughs> toot, toot. The Quinn Express is on its way through. <laughs> and I got to say, candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. <laughs> give me Willy Wonka. <laughs> give me the mask. Give me anything but this old piece of trash. 1994. Is turn around and turn your. T- <laughs> oh, I've lost my rhythm. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Like. Candy really charmed me in this movie. And Cool Runnings for me, I couldn't give a flying fig Mm. about, to be frank with you. And anything that came thereafter or before for John Candy, like, I don't give a darn. Take your candy, take your sweets, put it in the trash. As I said, liquor is quicker. (laughs) He did say that. I heard (laughs) him say it. Yeah, that's on the record. (laughs) But but, but in this instance... The candy was quicker because I quite, I quite, I quite enjoyed his, I quite enjoyed his performance in this. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty funny all the way through, but it just 
like obviously he died in the middle and that put through a, a huge spanner in the works. The plot didn't work. Mm-hmm. There are some movies on this list that just were really dreadful to get through from start to finish. So I'm feeling like this is a 3.5. Wow. 3.5, huh? Mm-hmm. That puts it that puts it above a low down dirty shame for mm. you. It, yep. it it puts it above mm. Jaws the Revenge. It puts it above Ballistic X versus Sever. Wow. Like a, a three point five is in like kind of your top half of ranges of films so far. Not a not a chance in Flaming Hell. I've got Highlander two up on a like what five point five. I see. F- you put I that see up on the pedestal. Four move five movies of the. Okay. Twelve or something that we've done that 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 have a higher hmm. score than that. So yours, you've rated this right in the middle. Okay. Yeah, I feel good about that. And I'll return your serve with an ace. Mm-hmm. I give this one point five tomatoes wow. out of a truly run. I'm tomato. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. This is the I'm lowest sorry, film. But you can't return a serve with an ace. You'd think that until I just did it. Wow. Okay. I'm changing the rules. I'm I'm just gonna step in and say that's a that's a foul move. You fucking picked the ball up <laughs> after Morgan hit it to you and then you served it back to him. It's not it's not yeah. a legal move. You're like that's I'm, a hey advantage I'm not saying Morgan's counting. I'm just saying that I like it's I what got you an did. Ace. I understand. Yeah, like it's unorthodox it and you did yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It that's was fine. It's I'll probably get fined or something. Like you'd be taken the to the rules, tribunal. But, yeah. But this is a one point five out of ten. I hated this movie. It was the worst one I think we've watched for the podcast. Uh, it really does a disservice to John Candy. I at, at this point in my life, I would watch any other film or tomato for the podcast than have to rewatch this. Do you think this is the worst movie? List off list off the movies because I I reckon I reckon you're right. I think this is the worst movie. Okay, and all I'll right. Just, Let- you know, maybe we can just say yes, no. Like, like is is the movie that you list better than this one? What do we got? Well, I think me and Hayden agree on this. We 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 rated this film lower than any of the other ones we've rated. Right. So Good. so yeah, I'm sure if you heard them all again, you might change. That's but this true. is the problem. Don't you can't do it retrospectively. You got to rate it while the wound is fresh, true. while the pain is still there. Otherwise, it's been three months, and you're like, you know what that. <laughs> Jaws the Revenge wasn't actually that bad and you're I like, still no. think <laughs> I, I, I was like thinking back to Police Academy the other no, day going yeah. like yeah I'm watch that again <laughs> <laughs> don't fall for it that's how they get you it's like a hypnotizing effect listen to our podcast episodes of it rather than watch it True. but I give it a 1.5 uh, I want to thank Hayden for coming on the show this week. Morgan and Mitch, like it's expected you guys would be uh, here. So whatever. Uh, sorry, sorry, what? What's the, what's the deal with that? Well, that seems kind of strange that you'd single yeah, me Declan's out there. Declan's the host now. <laughs> oh, I just, uh, you're my favorite of the, the I'm a hadeologist. I'm okay. A so it's, it's, not, it's not like some weird thing where you're like, you're think, thanking me like I'm kind of like a guest on the, whereas <laughs> like like Morgan. You, 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 so w- what was strange about that, Declan, is you kind of like singled me out as like a thank you and then mm. you're like obviously... Mitch and Morgan are here, but uh, <laughs> it's weird that I'm like you singled me out as a th- special. Aiden, you need to learn how to take a compliment, and that's the only negative thing I could say about you and your entire life. Because besides that, you're a top fella. That's really nice. Unlike really, Mitch, but and I will, I will, I will be on the podcast next next week, right, Declan? I, I sure hope so. Otherwise, okay. I don't think I'd be tuning in. Oh, very nice. There we go. So there goes my ego has been inflated again. I, I like the feeling of that. It's very Declan, nice. I'm sorry to interrupt your podcast, but I didn't get a chance to um, thank <laughs> all of my tomato files out there today listening. To- oh, look, goes without saying, I've got to thank my tomatoites for smashing down in fr- from space 
passing through the heavens and and destroying the ozone la- layer as they fucking pummel down into uh, me uh, here on this uh, lonely planet we call the third rock from the sun. I'm no longer a hadiologist. I'm certainly not a tomato pedophile or whatever you call it. <laughs> Tomatophile. Tomatorite. <laughs> it's a play on cinephile. I just wanna I just wanna give a quick quick shout out to my salsa. Let them know I've got balsa wood. I got a big old woody. Got <laughs> a bit of wood. big old direction for my salsa. <laughs> hey, it snaps easily. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like Get on it. We should talk. What's what's coming up next though? Yeah, give us give us a little tease. What is it? Oh, on, I know on, what it say, is. Just say it. Uh, hey, Mitch, do you know what the next movie on the list we're going to be watching is? I sure do, Declan. It's it's called Shadow Conspiracy. Ooh. It's uh, I, I believe that's how it's uh, pronounced. Conspiracy. It's like a spicy political thing. Um, uh, it stars Charlie oh, yeah. Sheen and Donald Sutherland and um, Linda Hamilton. Who played Sarah Connor? This is chronological, right? So this is after ninety four. I'm guessing. Yeah. This is ninety seven. Yep. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Ninety seven's my favorite year. We're about it's to get into. That's the year. I think that's the two thousand. That's the year Millennium came out. Isn't it? Nah, ninety seven. That's right. Millennium came out in nineteen ninety seven. All right, Hayden, yeah. put us in nineteen ninety seven. We're watching Shadow Conspiracy. We're following Michael Jordan okay. in the Chicago Bulls. You're listening to the prodigies breathe in the background. <laughs> Wannabe tops the charts. Who are these Spice Girls? What's going on? Backstreet Boys in the in the lab working on their next record, which will be called Millennium. Um, uh, fantastic dance hits such as the X Files theme remix are moving its way <laughs> up the charts. Um, uh, the world is watching the X-Files Friday nights on Fox uh, The Heaven's Gate cult mass suicide They're just getting into pre-production for The Matrix True <laughs> 1997 was a great year for pop culture That's the That still sits in my mind as a good time And Charlie Sheen was on top of the world Until Shadow Conspiracy drops Yeah That's a shame Alright I'll see you guys on the other side of the pod Peace. Dream on, my dream arena. I just gotta say one more thing to my tomato guys. Don't stop putting. You get you seen American Pie? What about American Tomato? Put your dick in the tomato. Goodbye. Spread that salsa.